can we make some noise for Brad Sabbath? Oh, man, that was awesome. <laughs> man, who's excited that he's going to be doing another song a little bit later on? <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, man, it's such an honor to have you. What a great uh, gifted musician he is. And as I said, what we're going to do right now, we, you know, we just want to hear a bit of your story. And uh, we're just going to go into a bit of an interview just to get to know Brad a little bit, a bit, a bit of his journey. And then, as I said a bit later on, um, we'll, we'll perform live. We'll go have a seat, man. <clears throat> hey, why don't we just give it up one last time? Isn't it such an honor? <clears throat> the one, the only. Now, I'm a bit starstruck here, Brad. I'm a bit of a fan, um, you know, been listening to you and, you know. I appreciate um, that. Do you follow me on Instagram yet? I do, yet? bro. Yeah, no, good. No. Are you sure? I checked. <laughs> um, you should do that after this. Um, Get my phone, bro. <laughs> Hide it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I won't take it personally. But hey, why don't you just start by just share a little bit about yourself. Man, how old are you? Where do you live? A little bit about your family background. I'm um, 25 years old from Sydney. Awesome. Western Sydney. It's a very different place. Very different place. Yeah. Today, um, we're getting in the car, actually. Was it? I think it was with Dave. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the guy next to us, he was getting in his car as well. And, like, I kind of got in and shut the door. He's like, oh, sorry, man. I was like, what are you sorry about? Like, I'm getting in the car. Yeah. And because and, uh, it was a bit awkward. He's going for the door handle. I was going. And I was like, man, you guys are so polite. <laughs> like in Sydney, if 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 that happens, like he's gonna come and slap you out. Right. Like, man, what are you doing? Let me get in my car first. But I was, I was, I was worried, you know. But um, I don't know many people here, so I wouldn't have protection. But actually, I brought my brother, and he's yeah. I was gonna say Dave couldn't do much, but your brother. Unlocked. Hey, Mickey, why don't you stand up? It's just yes. so great to have you here. Shout out, Mickey. What a legend. He looks like some good protection security guard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't need that on the coast. Hey, you know, our famous people, right, they often get some haters. So you get, you know, you get some people you, that love you, you get some people who hate you. Now, I don't know if you've seen that YouTube thing called the mean Twitter, the mean tweet, where like um, uh, yeah. famous people like uh, on YouTube and like mean things they've like comments fans have made or haters. Have you ever had anyone share like a bit of a weird or funny comment to you? I, I always get... Like little kids coming up to me, like, oh, DJ Khaled, DJ Khaled. Oh. <laughs> Do you go along with it? Man, I have to. The kids, like, <laughs> I'm just like, you little brat, but, but it's all good. Like, <laughs> um, but I had one hilarious one actually recently, and, um, and, and he said, Brad, I didn't even know who he was. That's the thing with social media. Like, yeah. You know, you can't find them and hurt them because you don't know where they're from. Um, and he's like, you, you remind me of an unoriginal and out of shape 50 cent. Oh. I was like, I actually laughed. I, I screenshot it. I was like, this guy's hilarious. Oh. Like, that's, Ruthless. That's cool. That's, oh, wow. That was rude, but that's good. Come on. Why are you laughing? You know, Who's I don't laughing? Know. I, that's, that's rude. That's not funny. Um, it's rude. So in this room, you'd have sacks of people that know you, be fans. But if there's someone out here who's, uh, who doesn't know you that well yet, can you just give us a brief snapshot of your like music career? Um, <clears throat> started playing, learning music at the age of four. Um, I, I was classically trained playing piano, actually. I uh, went through all the grades, did all that. Um, I know it's weird. People always like, you play piano? <laughs> <laughs> and then I picked up drums in, in primary school. 
uh, maybe the age of eight, I started playing drums and I just loved music. I actually hated doing all the exams and all that stuff. But then right. by the time I hit high school, I just learned to love it. Um, I started DJing maybe by the age of 16. And, that's, and, and I'm listening to like hip hop music and rap music and, and my parents are like, what are you listening to? Like, what is this? Dad hates, still hates rap, yeah. Like, <laughs> Dad, do you hear proud. my song? He's like, nah. <laughs> encouraging. Uh, no, he's, he's awesome. My dad's awesome. He's probably watching. Shout out, Dad. What's going on? Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I just got into hip hop and it just captivated me. Like, the, you know, the, the way, you know, you can make stuff rhyme and it all. I was like, well, this is, this is insane. Like, put it to a beat. The whole hip hop culture, the vibe, it was, it was gangsta. I was like, whoa, this thing's like, you know, there was something attractive about it. Yeah, sure. um, so I started DJing and then I kind of, I formed a crew. I didn't form a crew. I, I joined a crew. A um, gang? Not a gang. Oh. <laughs> Let's clarify that. <laughs> not a gang. Uh, just a, music, a bunch of musical artists that are very scary. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> from Western Sydney. <laughs> from Western Sydney. I don't want to go there anymore. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, we started doing shows and, and festivals and, you know, we do a lot in the Sydney scene. Um, I went on to study music, did a Bachelor of Music and then a Master's of Creative Media. Um, went on, you know, to do stuff like the Opera House through uni. Went on to do a big show. I've, I've performed in front of thousands and performed in front of ten people. Like, and yeah, and right. that was pretty recent as well. <laughs> like, there's, it's it's always like a journey. So, um, but it's been awesome, man. So, you know, opened a show for Lecrae. He's such a genuine guy. And and I was young as well. I was a young teenager. And he's we're backstage and chatting, and he's saying man like this is my calling but i would lay it down in a second like it's not yeah, about wow. the hype for me it's, awesome. it's about jesus i'm like bro no <laughs> like the, the, the cars the jewelry like you know but now <laughs> i fully see what he's talking yeah, about yeah. like Isn't that awesome? he's he's an awesome guy so so yeah th through you know through god and just laying everything down i've just seen you know how he can use me yeah no, that's really cool man is not that awesome <laughs> now i just wanted to ask for a friend uh, do you like Biggie Smalls or Tupac better? <laughs> Who is your like more of your role model? Oh, Tupac, role model Tupac, one hundred percent. Okay, he there you is, go. As as a social activist, as everything he stood for, he was. He was the man. Um, but if you ask me who can rap better, I'll tell you Biggie's a better rapper. Oh, there you His go. His flow cool. is insane. So I'll tell your friend. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Alex. All right. Yeah. Um, so, so we're hearing your story, you know, so about, you know, that dream of music. How did you break it in, into the music industry for you? What would you, how would you say? The, the industry's real tough. It's real tough. Um, it's real tough to kind of get picked up, to get, um, you know, signed, all that kind of stuff. The, the industry's changing as well. I used to, when I was DJing, there was this song, Look At Me Now, um, Chris Brown, Buster Rhymes, Little Wayne. I wasn't allowed to song? listen to that. Yeah, my mum no, said no. You yeah. all listen to worship. No one's nodding at me. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the second verse by Buster Rhymes, super fast. Cause I'm feeling like I'm running and I'm feeling like I gotta get away, get away, get away. Hey. But I know that I don't and I won't ever stop. Cause you know I gotta win every day, day. See, they really, really wanna pop me. Just know that you will never fly me. And I know that I can be a little cocky. Whoa, you ain't never gonna stop me. Every time I run and then I gotta sit it, then I gotta go and then I gotta get it, then I gotta blow it, then I gotta. Oh! Like, that was the clean version. That was, yeah. Amen. That's the church remix. I was a bit nervous. I was about, I was trying to. <laughs> 
Yeah, we can't censor live. Um, that anyway. No, no, I got no, this. Bro. That's awesome, I got man. this. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> so it was. Yeah. it's like super fast, and and I'd pick up the mic while I'm DJing. I'd, I'd you know cue that track, and then I would like start rapping, and everyone's like, oh, and then I just became like, no, when you when you're 16 and you're the only DJ in your grade, your whole school, yeah. you're DJing everyone's birthday. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> so then I just started promoting myself as a as an MC, as an artist, and and started doing covers. Um, awesome. I had uh, like other DJ friends older than me. I started doing like, they, when, they, when they were DJing at clubs, I started emceeing for them and, and doing stuff like that. So it was just really just getting my name out, making moves, working real hard, uh, putting out a lot of music. Um, I'll never forget uh, one of our biggest, probably our biggest urban radio station, uh, 961, The Edge in Sydney. Um, I, I released a single and I, I was trying to get airplay. I was hitting up everyone. Yeah, right. And um, I was relentless with this one. I was like, no, no. I kept kept hitting up Kesara. I was like, please, you know, let's do it. Like, I want to do an interview. Um, you know, put, play my song, whatever. And then one day I asked her. This was like the fifth time. She kept promising me, yeah, but it never happened. Yeah. And she and and this was like, you know, the fifth time I asked her, and she's like, you know what? Our artist just pulled out. You know you can fill the spot. I was like, yes. She's like, I'll call you in like 10 minutes. She called me, we did a phone interview, she played the song. And then at the end, she finished the interview, she's like, Brad, you see what you did? I was like, no. She's like, you, you didn't stop, you were hassling me, you just kept, you know, that, she that's said, that's right. how you gotta be, like, you yeah. gotta just go for it and hit up. So any Sunshine Coast radio stations, I'm hassling all of them, like, you know, put me on, you know? Um, so, that's, awesome. so that taught me a lesson as well, yeah. you know, about yeah. the industry and, and what it's like. Yeah, a lot of hard work, that's awesome. Relentless, getting into it. So can you share with us then, so, you know, you're obviously inspiring, you're doing amazing things. What, what would be your vision or your dream behind your music? Like, what's your, what's your why and where do you see it going? The why is the most important thing, I'd say. Um, it's, it's, it's easy to kind of lose sight when, you know, there's lights and smoke machines, but, um, you know, you, you always have to bring it back to that. And, and for me, my why is, is to spread the message of truth, of Jesus. Awesome. And, and not in a corny way, not in a cheesy way, not in a way that, that won't work in both contexts of the church yeah. and outside. I want someone to hear my music and not to question anything. Like, it works on radio and it works here as well. Like, and I think that's what we're meant to do. Um, in Exodus 35:35, Moses was um, building the tabernacle, and he and he says um, they had gifts of um, skills in embroidery and weaving and um, fine linen and all this stuff. And I think weaving is such an important thing in building something. Right. Weaving the truth, weaving the message. Like I'm not going to, awesome, I might not say Jesus in every single song, but l listen to the undertones and, and what's driving the message. And I think that's super important. So I definitely feel that's what I'm meant to be doing. That's yeah. awesome. Come on. Now, before we move on, I thought I'd give you a chance. Just give us a sneak, you know, sneaky plug. How how can we get access to your music, or how can we support you if we feel like we'd like to support you? Awesome. Um, Thirty seconds. It's <laughs> <laughs> just joking. I, I just released my my, <laughs> my first project this year. Um, it's called Values. Um, values. The S with a dollar sign. 
And um, hey. it's, on, it's on Spotify, Apple Music, all those platforms. Uh, it debuted at number four on the hip-hop charts in Australia. Oh, man. Um, so that was super, super awesome. I think, I think number 14 worldwide, I can't really remember. But, um, yeah, it was something, something great. I was shocked. And, um, yeah, just thank God for that. That's awesome. So we're going to get that on Spotify. Spotify yeah, and iTunes. Apple Music, yeah, values, That's awesome. Brad Sabbath. Well, what I'm hearing, Brad, like, you know, from a young age you had a dream, and even just before as you're sharing, right, it's, it's just so obvious there's a dream on the inside of you to do great things with your life. And, you know, if there's you know, people here, we'd all have, you know, in various fields or various careers or anything, we'd have dreams on the inside of us. What would you be, your advice be? You know, how can we chase our dreams? How can we achieve dreams in our heart? Um, Moses, God, God gives us all gifts, and a gift and our story and and that's what's in our hands our gift and our story right um for moses his story was like egypt was in a crazy place and um he he had a stutter he couldn't do what he didn't want to do what god's asking him to do because it was it wasn't going to work in his mind but god said take what i've given you in your hand and that was his gift that was the staff and god used what he had in his hand to do outstanding miracles and to set everyone free and it and and, and that's what that's what i would say to anyone just give whatever you have to god and let him use that because he's he has the best life for us he has the best outcome for us better than we could ever imagine and sometimes we don't think that but but it's totally true and um i see so much you know, as soon as I did that, I see the favor of God on my life. I see what, how he can use me and, what, and how he is using me. Yeah. That's so inspiring. <laughs> Giving our dreams to God. That's awesome. Well, bro, we, we were chatting before. I, I know you had a bit of a tough journey through school. And I actually just thought it'd be really cool. Can you just share with us a bit of your story and, and you know, how that affected you? Yeah, so I talk about it a lot in, in my music. I was... I moved schools twice. Um, I moved to this one school's a bit prestigious, had awesome music programs, you know, and I thought that would be that'd be the right way to go. But um, I I got picked on a lot there. This was like it wasn't in Western Sydney where there's a lot of <laughs> DJ Khaled's. It was like <laughs> it's on the other side of town, and. Um, and yeah, I got I got bullied a lot, a lot of like uh, racial things and. Um, I got picked on a lot. I had a really bad time. I, I, I missed a lot of school, skipped a lot of the school. Um, I had constantly, you know, in the back of my mind, I knew I had to be alert, I had to be on watch. Um, things could get physical. I had stuff thrown at me all the time, like juice poppers and whatever, you know, teenagers can find. And, um, and, and it, and it kind of, I, I see now what happened, thank God. I was in a, I was in a dark spot and... Um, but but God was always there, and I always knew He was. Um, I can I can see now because He's given me a heart for that. He's given me so much compassion for the underdog, and I always want to represent them in all of my music. Um, and you, you you listen to some of my verses, and you and you can see that. And and yeah, I'm all about that. He's totally turned that around. And I I now work with um, for an organization called Musicians Making a Difference. And what we do is we run music programs with that urban vibe you know production rapping you know all that kind of stuff and, and we take 
you know, young people from the worst states of life in substance abuse, homelessness. Um, it's, it's amazing how many young people are going through this at such a young age. And we, we take them through these 10 week programs and we basically rewrite their lives through music. And it's, and that's, it is weaving because it's, it's not a Christian organization, but it's with the message of love and truth and letting them know they're believed in and, and who they are and they have a purpose. And, and that's what we're here for. And so I'm privileged that I get to do that as well. That's really cool. And so, you know, you share that you, you were struggling with bullying, you know, a lot of the way through high school, was it? So how would you say, how did that affect you, your life? Like, did it, you know, were you struggling in that season? Just want to talk a bit into that. Yeah, definitely. I was, I rebelled a lot, you know, did a, did a lot of stupid young teenager things. I was, I was, I was real angry as a kid as well, um, you know, and I didn't carry things God's love with me I, I wasn't showing that because I was so standoffish from from my own insecurities now um, through being bullied and um, and yeah sorry what was the question again bro <laughs> that's alright yeah just how it affected you you, you, you just yeah. took me to a throwback place <laughs> <laughs> nah yeah so really yeah it did affect me for, for, for two and a half years right. it was bad and then I, I moved schools again and um, and you know just started to to rebuild my confidence and myself and just rely yeah, on great. God and, and get back on track and just realize, um, and I would say this to anyone who's going through a tough time as well, it's important, I heard this the other day, it's important to put language to the season that you're in. Right. If we were, if, if we didn't know that there was summer and winter and we saw a storm coming, we'd think it was the end of the world and we, you know, it's all going to end, and this is terrible, and there's a cloud and rain and thunder. But it, we know that there's summer and there's winter, and we know that this season is just something we're going through, and we need to you know, stay strong and stand firm on the word, and get through that season with God, and yeah, just know that it's not permanent. God has a plan. There's a reason. I can see that now for myself, for what I went through. There's always a reason, and um, and and let God use you. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, because in this place, there'd definitely be, you know, many of us in different seasons going through tough times. And I love what you know, let us hearing your heart and from you, yeah, that journey of you. Thank you for sharing that and being vulnerable with us. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, well, look, you know, let's go back. All right. Being on stage. You know, I, I, I sometimes I'm on stage at church. Like, we, we stuff up sometimes. Like, funny things happen to us. Um, the other day we heard about, you know, once I was up here and, um, you know, everyone in the front row was going bananas at me, and I'm like, what's happening? And uh, apparently my, my fly was undone and I had bright red undies. Wow. And, um, like, stage fails. Now, you, surely you got a story, like, please help me out here. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. you know, I, I don't want it to be me the only one, and I hope yours is worse. <laughs> my story's almost that bad. Okay, good. <laughs> this makes me feel better about myself. Um, All right. <laughs> it was at, it was actually at, a, at, at Presence Conference I was I was oh, no. so young I can't remember like <laughs> in high school and we had like performed All right, I'm coming out to do this rap it was in the worship set and there was like I don't know like eight singers on stage so it was it was like we had to work out how I'm going to get to the middle without yeah. knocking over anything <laughs> and I, I'm not the smallest of, of guys <laughs> <laughs> and um 
and it was all good in rehearsal. And then on the night, I came out, and as the one of the worship leaders stepped back, I've like literally shouldered, charged her, and she's like went airborne, and I had to kind of grab her and like pull her back. And then I've almost missed the lot. It was a disaster. Oh no! But, How many people would have been there? A lot. Oh, there were thousands. There were thousands of people. <laughs> Please tell me someone filmed it. Have you got it on film somewhere? It's probably somewhere, man. Uh, we, I should have found somewhere. it before tonight. Um, put it up, but unfortunately, I didn't. I'm sorry. Next. Uh, Thank you for that. Oh, that's funny. All right. Well, tell us, you know, a tough time in your life you've had to fully rely on Jesus. This year. (laughs) It was this year. Right. It wasn't long ago. (laughs) July. (laughs) In in July. So my parents are, my dad was born in Lebanon. Um, All my grandparents were, mum was born here. And they kind of came out to, to... escaped the war in the 80s and we went for the first time as a family this year and I've been before Um, my mum's been before but as the five of us I have a sister as well shout out Brittany and um, we we went we went all this year all together as a family now in in 2015 I I was doing some music stuff and um you know, things happened and I got noticed by someone. I got sponsored to go to Israel, to the Holy Lands, to do a tour and see where Jesus walked. And it was amazing. And um, it was an amazing opportunity and a gift. And I, so I went. Now, the the problem is uh, those two countries, Lebanon and Israel, are off limits. Uh, if you go to if you go to Israel, you cannot step into Lebanon. It's a criminal offence. Right. Um, and I had, a, out of all things, a baggage claim sticker on the back of my passport. From there, I had no idea. I had been overseas two or three times since 2015, and I didn't know what it was. I knew my passport wasn't stamped, so I thought I'd be cool. Um, but but that sticker, I don't know what happened. So as soon as we arrived. Um, access denied and protocol is straight into jail in the airport and you get sent back to you get sent out whenever whenever they want and um, I wasn't freaking out at first I knew as soon as they called me to the side what it was about I didn't know it was such a huge deal they held me I I didn't get locked up I was in a sat in a room and they held us there for um, dad was with me that time for six hours everyone's making phone calls to people we know in the country and um, just trying to get me out of this situation and by God's grace I was there for six hours there were people who've been there for days and I, I was in there last and out first and they let me in the country they said you need to go and take this sticker off officially at the court um, I thought yeah cool no worries we'll go and sort that out later um, so I was enjoying my holiday for about two weeks. Nice, and famous then, last words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and then they said, oh, "Okay, time, time to go to this court place." Um, it was, it was a military compound. There was just the the country is run by the army. Um, it was soldiers. It was AKs. Um, it was barbed wire. And they took me in. They didn't let me take my phone or anything. Took everything off me. I'm thinking I'm going, and they, I, I, all I had was my passport, and so no one could come in with me. And I thought they're going to go and take the sticker off. It would be an easy kind of thing to do. It was they held me. 
I'm literally sitting outside prison cells and criminals are being tr- shipped in in trucks, like not like trucks, boxed in trucks, not not vehicles, and they're coming yeah. out drenched, sweating, like it's hot. Yeah. Put their chained wrists and ankles and a link between, and I'm freaking out. I'm like, I'm. I'm gonna go to jail. Like this is just. Wow. I'm like God. I'm just yeah. praying and praying and praying and praying my heart out. Now, if I knew it was gonna be six hours, they held me there all day for about six hours. If I knew it was gonna be that long, like cool, you know, you gotta be there. But I had no idea. Yeah, they can right. do what. Like, there's no rules there. There's no order. There's no one you can speak to. And I'm just sat down and I'm sitting with these guys for like all day and I'm just praying. And there's a point where I just didn't, I couldn't, what am I going to keep praying about? Yeah. I started singing and singing and worshipping and praising yeah, and, come on, man. and just worshipping and singing. I, I, I remember just like it was so noisy that no one would have even noticed me, but I was just singing and singing and God just kept me afloat and God just kept me afloat. When you're in, with that, that's a time in my life when no one could have helped me. My family couldn't help me. The government couldn't even help me. Wow. I was in the hands of, yeah. you know, the enemy. There was there was nothing I could do. And they tried to hold me there to mentally break me because I'm fully Australian, so they can't really do much. But um, <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and they let me out. And then they called me back a couple of days later to a different place. And it was, it was like the, the country's intelligence building and... They let me take my phone. I was like mad. At least I can play Angry Bird while I'm waiting or something. Because <laughs> um, I didn't know how long it was going to be. And it turned out to be another full-on day. No way. Yeah, they, they took my phone. They searched it. They, they, I don't know how they got all these like papers that thick just of whatever word they searched. They print out every time that word's come up in your phone. It was freaky. Took my mug shot. Made me sign all this stuff. Interrogated. Uh, and, you know, I just had to fully rely on God. Fully, fully rely on God. And, you know, I praise Him and I thank Him. And I thank, you know, everyone that prayed for me at that time as well. Um, yeah. yeah. that was that was the toughest time in my life. Wow. 100%. But thank God it, it got cleared. I got let out of the country and, and I'm on. here. And I'm never leaving Australia again. <laughs> <laughs> you got a new fear. That's that's awesome, man. Wow, fully relying on Jesus. I love what you said. Fully. Like you couldn't rely on anyone else in that moment. There was no one. No that one could do else anything. could get you out. Wow, mm. God's good. He's well. Throughout, you know, a few of our conversations here tonight, you have actually mentioned God uh, a fair bit. And I would love just for you to share with us what what was your spiritual background like? Did you grow up knowing God? When when did you find God? You know, what would you yeah. say? Um, I thank God for my parents actually. Um, for for bringing us up in church and so I was I was always brought up in church there were times when I was younger I wouldn't go and things like that but but that's 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 my background I've always I've always been raised to go to church on Sunday yeah that's what we do and it was never a crazy religious thing because there were times I I wouldn't go there were bad weeks bad months and but but what plugged me in was was serving and and that's what I was like giving my gifts to God like I'm not the best keys player in the world or 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 drama I'm not even the best in my church like there are yeah. so many amazing people and but God doesn't like 
he doesn't say, oh, she's got a great voice. Like, he builds on our hearts and he builds on, on those he knows who will build his kingdom. And, and, and that's what I learned, you know, through, through serving. That's what plugged me in and giving him my gifts. And as soon as I do that, like, so many doors have opened and continue to open for me. And, you know, I just say yes to everything I can because yeah. I just want to do what he wants me to do. Yeah, that's awesome. And so your background is you grew up in church, as you said, with your family. And sounds like... So you had a few seasons where you'd struggle and, you know, was that in your teenage years, majority? Yeah, yeah, mainly, yeah. Yeah, but you'd always find yourself coming back to church, coming back to God. Definitely, yeah. That's awesome. Well, can I ask you this question? Uh, what, who is Jesus to you? What, what does Jesus mean for you in your life and in your, you know, your journey? Yeah, Jesus, he's, he's the only one I need to kind of worry about. He's, he's the anchor to my whole life. And, um, I want to make every decision based on what he wants me to do and, and ask him that. And I want him to know that if he's saying something that I'm listening as well. And um, like he has to be the anchor to my life because we don't know when we're going to go through these times. We yeah. don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We have no idea. Now, when, when, when Paul was, um, when he wrote the book of Philippians, he was in prison and the word joy or the word rejoice comes up 16 times in Philippians and he wrote it to the, to the church in Philippi that he planted and yeah, right. it's like how I'm thinking how did Paul he's, he's I wasn't even locked up this guy's locked up oh hey <laughs> <laughs> um he that was nice <laughs> he, he's locked up and it's like yeah how's he rejoicing wow. about what God's doing and how's he still got hope and still has joy because he didn't find faith when he was locked up he didn't find you know his confidence when he was yeah. going through a tough time he had that that was what he built his life on that that was the rock the foundation he was solid so now he's he's in a tough time and he has hope he's joyous he's rejoicing man there's nothing that you can't do you know when you when you have God in your life yeah he has the best plan come on the anchor to your entire life I love that I'd love to ask you one more question, and as I said a bit later on, we're going to uh, you know, hear you live again, which is cool. But what, what would you say, you know, you, so you've shared tonight that you, you have a personal relationship with God, and for you, your journey was, you know, you grew up in church, but what, what would you say to somebody here tonight who might not have that personal relationship with Jesus yet? He has, he has the greatest, he gave me purpose above everything else, and when you're not, when you're not living with that, like it's tough because nothing can really satisfy nothing and and when you have him you have purpose and you have someone who's always going to be there and you have hope you know through through every every dark hour um that that's what i would say like that we have hope and we have purpose they're the two things that that god has really given me given me a reason to to do what i'm doing I don't want to be, you know, I just want to, I just want to do what he wants me to do, you know. I, I don't want to be a 40-year-old rapper. I just, like, if, if, if I feel this is my calling, so I have to chase that, and, and I, have to, I have to take every step, you know. And, and he whispers to me, and gives me reminders all the time of, um, you know, you're on the right path, and, and, and that's, that's the most important thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. So you found for you, Jesus gave you purpose to your life, me meaning purpose. to your life that yeah. you couldn't find anywhere else. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Well, guys, hasn't it been an absolute joy and honor to hear Brad's Sabbath and his story.
Uh, you can actually grab your, your seat, Brad, and uh, a bit later on you're going to perform a, a song called Bounce for Us. But can we give it up for him one last time? How encouraging was that, hearing his story? Um, Hearing all about, yeah, your journey, man, and just, wow, what an amazing future you have, and it's just so exciting to see all God's doing in your life. But, hey, right now what we're going to do before we close the service, and we heard tonight that um, Brad has a personal relationship with Jesus, and, you know, that that was the anchor to his entire life. That's, that's everything to him, and I didn't want to finish this service without giving everyone in this place the same opportunity to invite Jesus into your heart, into a personal relationship with him. And, you know, I actually remember for me, and I can relate to Brad what he was sharing. I made this decision uh, seven years ago today, and if I could take you back seven years in my life, I was around 17 years of age at the time, and I just remember exactly what Brad was saying. There was an emptiness on the inside of me. There was something on the inside of me that was, that there was just something missing, and I was trying to fill it. I was trying to satisfy this thing. For me, I remember I was trying to fill this hole with the acceptance of other people, with with that party, with drinking, with, with relationships. But, and every time I'd try to fill this void or this, this gap I had on the inside of me, I'd, I'd wake up the next day and you know what? Not only was the, the hole still there, not only was that emptiness still there, but it, was, it even felt bigger than before and disappointment began to rise in my heart. I, I found myself asking this question and maybe here tonight you're asking a similar question. Is this all to life, or there has to be something more to life than this. And maybe here tonight you can relate to that. You, you feel like there's something missing on the inside of you. And, you know, I, I now look back on my journey and I, I, I see that the thing missing on the inside of me was exactly what Brad was just sharing about. It was a relationship, a personal relationship with the God who created me. Seven, to, uh, seven years ago, I was lonely. I remember just struggling with depression. I'd just finished school. I felt hopeless. I'd looked to my future without any hope or sense of purpose or direction. I've, I remember feeling horrible about myself. And, you know, that was my journey. And maybe you can resonate with part of my story, or maybe you can't hear tonight exactly like that. Maybe it's part of Brad's story. But you know what? In that place, I knew I needed help and I needed a savior. I needed a way out of the mess I was in to the God who created me. And the truth is that simply is that we all need a Savior. Because of this thing called sin, we are all separated from the God who created us. And the Bible says this, you know, and Brad was referencing to the Bible. It says in the book of John that Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father except through me. And when Jesus died on that cross for you and for me, He made a way for us to be in relationship with the God who created us. For me, when I found Jesus seven years ago, I said a prayer inviting Him into my heart, and I just can't even put into words what I felt that night. More than anything, and, and how I can explain it, is just the love of God. You know, I, I couldn't believe that God could love me after all I had done, you know, after me, myself turning my back on Him, but I just remember His love just poured into my life. His acceptance just poured into my life. And let me tell you this, my life took a 180-degree turn. If you were to meet that 17-year-old, you would not believe it was 
was me. I went from feeling hopeless to just looking at my future with hope and joy and an expectancy about life. I went from feeling sad and depressed to what Brad was talking about, that joy that, that circumstances can't take from me. In every season of my life, I have a joy on the inside of me that, that can't be taken away. I went from feeling guilty and yucky about myself to now, you know, years later, you know, I know I'm forgiven and I know I'm loved for God. God changed my life. And, you know, in this moment, you know, I said I said a prayer inviting Jesus into my heart. And in, a, in about a minute or so, we're actually going to say that prayer. And I believe there's people here tonight who, you know, God wants you to say that prayer tonight. And I, I believe it's a great thing for you to do. And I just want us right now, can we all just close our eyes? We just do that to block out all distractions. See, the amazing thing about God is this. We are only ever one step away from Him. Myself, seven years ago, I was, I, I was so far from Him, but He was only one step away. And it doesn't matter who you are here tonight. It doesn't matter what you've done. You need to know that there's a God who created you, and He loves you so much. And here tonight, He is one step away, just one prayer away, and you can be completely forgiven of all the mistakes you've ever made and, and in a relationship with the God who created you. And here tonight, I believe there's three kinds of people who need to say this prayer. Maybe number one is you've never said a prayer inviting Jesus into your heart. Maybe you're here and it's your first time in church. Maybe a friend brought you along. Maybe you saw this on Facebook. And, and if you're honest, you know, maybe this is a little bit weird. And that's completely normal to feel like that. But if that's you in this place and you've never entered into a relationship with Jesus, in a moment, I know God's knocking on your heart tonight. And I want you to put your hand up in a moment and say, Dan, I want to say this prayer tonight for the first time. Secondly, maybe you're in this place and you've, you've once said this prayer, but right now, if you are honest with yourself, and if you, if you ask yourself, is, am I, is my heart right with God? And if the answer is no, in a moment, I just want you to recommit your life to Him in this place. And if that's you, I want you to raise your hand too in a moment. Or lastly, the third kind of person is this. Maybe you're just not 100% sure in your heart where you're going to spend eternity. See, one thing every single human being has in common is that we will, none of us will live forever on this earth. We will all one day face this thing called death and face this thing called eternity. And there's two places that all humans will spend eternity. One is with God and one is without. But here tonight, if you're just not sure in your heart you're going to spend it with God, you can leave with a 100% assurance because of what Jesus has done on that cross for you and I. And so if that's you, I don't want you to leave this place without that assurance. And in a moment, I'd love you for you to raise your hand too. So guys, right now, every eye's closed. I know God's speaking to people, and I know people want to say this prayer for the first time. And if you're one of those three kinds of people, if you want to say this prayer for the first time, if you want to come home and recommit your life to Jesus, or if you just want to be sure in your heart you're going to heaven right now with every eye closed, can you just raise your hand and say, yes, Dan, that's me. I want to be included in this prayer. If there's anyone, thank you. I see that hand down the front. Is there anyone else here? You'll know this is for you if your heart's beating. Thank you. I see that hand in the left section. I know there's more people here tonight. Your heart will be beginning to beat like crazy. And that's God speaking to you. There's two people who have responded tonight. And I just want to give this some time because this moment is so important. And I, as I said with, before, this changed my life completely. And if you're in this place and you need Jesus, if you need a change in your life, I just want you to just raise your hand really quickly and say, Dan, that's me. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. I see that hand. Is there anyone else here tonight? 
Thank you. I see that hand. I still know there's more. God would be speaking to you. And you know this knock on your heart I'm talking about. This knock in this moment is this a pull on the inside of you and you don't necessarily understand exactly why, but you just know that you need to do this. So I just want to give this 30 more seconds. I still feel there's more people in this place. This moment will change your life forever. Don't let fear hold you back, but be really bold in this moment because I know this can change your future completely. So come on, if that's you, one last time, just raise your hand nice and bold. Thank you. I see that hand over there. Thank you. I see that hand down the front. I know there's more people. Just raise it nice and bold. I only want to thank you. I see that hand there. Jesus is in this place, and I, and I know he's speaking to at least two more people. Come on, I, I can't drag this on too much longer, but I just know this moment is so important for you. So one last time, I'm just looking over to my left. If there's anyone there, just raise your hand if you haven't yet. If this is your first time, say, Dan, I want to be included in this prayer. You're not going to get embarrassed. You're not going to have to go up the front or anything like that. This is just between you and God. In the center section, is there anyone else? Just raise your hand nice and bold. Thank you, I see that hand. Awesome. And lastly, to my right, if there's anyone in this section and you haven't responded yet, just raise your hand to Jesus. Say, yes, that's me. Ten more seconds. Be really bold. Be quick. Awesome. We're good. All right. Hey, guys, we can just open our eyes for a moment. And I'm so thrilled to see so many people responding to Jesus here tonight. It's the best decision you could ever make. Let's give it up. And what we do are going to do right now is we're all going to say this prayer together. I'm going to say some words, and I'd like for everyone in this place to repeat after me nice and loud. But if you were one of those many people who raised your hand, or maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you knew you needed to and you want to, what I want you to do is as you say these words, just mean them directly in your heart to the God who created you, and He will hear every word. So can we all close our eyes one last time, and everyone repeat after me. Say, Dear God in heaven, I thank you for sending your one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for me in my place. Tonight, I say sorry, and I turn from my sin. I open up my heart, and I invite you in. I declare that I believe in you as my Savior and as my Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh my gosh. Church, can we just give it up one last time? I'm so proud of everyone who raised your hand. And I know, you know, that moment, you'll remember that for the rest of your life. And